Welcome to Coaching Confidential, a podcast by baseball coaches as we bring you inside the game. The podcast will take you behind the scenes in college and minor league baseball. Lou Bernardi and George Carroll were college teammates and went on to play and coach on the next level. Bernardi has coached at the Division 1, 2, and 3 levels and is currently the pitching coach at the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Carroll went on to play professionally and is now a catching coach in the minor leagues. Here are your hosts, Lou Bernardi and George Carroll. Hey, everybody. Hope everyone is doing well during this crazy time we're in, quarantine, coronavirus. Baseball is at a halt. Very, very difficult time today. I'm here with George Carroll. George, how are you? I'm good, sweet Lou. How you doing, baby? And we're hanging in there. We're missing baseball, though. We're missing baseball. Um, it's nice to see that the Korean Baseball League has started up. <laughs> yeah, I saw that last night. You know, funny story. I was down in uh, spring training this year with the baseball club over at the Merchant Marine Academy, and we were on one of the backfields during practice at Terry Park in Fort Myers, and I walk over to a field, and, and, and I noticed that this isn't a college team or a high school team working out. And I walk over, I get a little closer, and it was actually one of the Korean baseball teams, the professional baseball teams here doing a spring training tour, okay, uh, before they went back to Korea to start playing baseball. And it's just funny that now they're the ones starting baseball. I I saw all these guys um, six weeks ago down in Fort Myers. So, you know, let me tell you something. For those of you that don't watch that type of baseball, it's very competitive. Um, and it's very different than the type of style we're used to. It's very fundamentally sound. I got a friend of mine that's over there, Kevin, uh, Ryan Long. He's a hitting coach. I can't remember where he's at. But they do a lot of stuff out of Dodger Town, which is on the east coast of Florida uh, in Vero Beach. But, yeah. um, hey, um, for our topic today, Lou, what we got for today? Yeah, let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. It's funny that you say they're very technical sound, um, those players over there, very fundamentally driven what I want to talk about today, George, is, is something that necessarily can't be taught, can't be measured, okay? In the society that we're in today, everything is analytic this, analytic that, and I think that there's definitely a time for it, okay? But what I want to talk to you about today is something that you can't really use a radar gun for, you can't use a stopwatch, there's no metric behind it, okay? and I want to talk to you tonight about the pitcher-catcher relationship. Great. Yeah. One of the things that um, my ment- one of my mentors and, and one of your mentors, uh, Anthony Iaposi, always says, he goes, hey, man, remember, you're teaching a patient game in an inpatient society. So the topic that we're going to discuss, pitcher-catcher relationship, it's a thing that takes time. It's, a, it's what you need to build trust with it. So this is, that's a perfect quote, perfect example of basically what we're going to dive into tonight. So let's start with trust. I think that's the best word to really discuss and dive in to this topic of pitcher-catcher relationship. How do we develop trust? Um, it's, it's not simple, it's a, it's a, it, but it's not complicated. So one of the things that we talk about where the relationships actually start is uh, off the field. It's in the locker room, it's in the hotel, it's in the cafeteria, you know, for some of us, it's in the bar. You know, a lot of our good, uh, a lot of the best ideas you and I have ever come up with came off a cocktail napkin. A lot of the best talks we ever had came, you know, over a cold one. But, um, you know, it's being able to find a, a bond with your teammate or just a relationship and a respect factor. And one of the things I love that you say all the time is you don't really, you don't necessarily need to like the guy, but you got to respect and trust the guy uh, when we go out to the, you know, heat of battle. I agree. I agree. I say it all the time. You know, some of the best teams and 
I, I've been on it. And now speaking as a player, and we're both speaking as a player right now, some of the best teams we've ever been on, we didn't necessarily get along with the entire club off the field. We had our pocket, right? We had our pocket of five, six, seven, eight, whatever it was off the field that we would hang out with and, 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 and go out with and do that type of stuff. But when it came to the field, I think as long as everybody respects each other, um, that's where the, the first line of trust can come from is, is respect. Um, you know, from a pro level, you're, you, you guys are used to being on the road all the time. What do you do from a pitcher-catcher standpoint in the hotels, for team meals, uh, sitting together on the bus? Take us through your frontline rotation guy, your Friday night starter, or your, your, your ace and, and your top catcher. What is it like on a road trip for those two? Well, it's more so as we talk about the catchers as a catching unit. So it's those guys are kind of helping all they're helping each other. And as the unit, as the pitcher catcher, we're going to help the pitching staff as a group. So it's not necessarily like individual base. It's more as a collective group, but obviously some guys are going to stand out, um, stand out above others. Um, the guys, we encourage them to sit with each other during lunch, you know, sit on the bus next to each other, talk to each other, get familiar with each other, knowing what, you know, guys like to throw in certain counts, learning, you know, things that they like to do um, as far as, you know, in game. But one of the biggest things that, you know, where you learn about the, uh, the how the catcher learns about the pitcher is actually in bullpen sessions. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree now. Now I can speak, for, you know, as a pitching coach, you know, some of the things we do in a bullpen, you know, we have to prepare both the pitcher and the catcher for any, any situation whatsoever that might happen in the game. So, you know, we'll throw out a batter up there. Okay. And, you know, if we don't have a live batter, we can put a dummy in there and we'll go over counts. We'll go over situations. I'll tell the pitcher sometimes, Hey, it's two, two with the man on third. And I really want you to snap off that hard slider just to see if my catcher can get around the ball get a swing and miss, but still keep the ball in front of them, not giving up that free 90, which in this case is a run. So, you know, I definitely think keeping our bullpens competitive is probably the best way to describe it is a good way right off the bat in your practice. Just, just that alone, right in your practice is a good way to create that pitcher catcher relationship. Yeah. Not to jump off, uh, not to jump off top, but one of the things that um, what's something that you guys do from a college perspective of how your pitcher and catcher, you know, off the field, build that relationship. What's something that you kind of persuade them to do or force them to do? Yeah. You know, I mean, definitely, definitely having a meal together is a big thing. Um, you know, remember on the pro side, they wake up and go to the park and then they practice and they train and that's, that's their job from a college standpoint, from a high school standpoint, even from an amateur standpoint, these kids wake up and they have to go to school. So I encourage them to be friends in the classroom. You know, um, if you see each other in the hallway, if you see each other walking around the courtyard, say hello. You know, stuff like that. If, I just think if they can trust you off the field, right, and if you have some sort of positive camaraderie and some positive interaction outside of baseball, that's only going to enhance their success on the field when it comes to pitcher catcher relationships. So I, you know, I'm encouraging them to communicate, check in on each other. Um, everybody's on their phone as it is, right? Oh yeah. Be, be friends on social media, shoot, shoot your pitching staff or your catcher a text every now and then just seeing how he is. You know, it's so weird. And I say this a lot, right? 
everybody talks all the time now. No one knows how to just keep their mouth shut. Everybody has an opinion. But when we encourage people to say something and step up and talk, right? Nobody says anything. Nobody says a damn word, man. Let's keep going. Shut up. (laughs) I tell my pitchers and catchers every day, I said, guys, talk to each other. You know, in some some coaches want their practices and and their kids to be, you know, as straight as an arrow, and that's fine. But they're sometimes afraid to communicate um, because every time they they open their mouth, people think that they're kidding around or they're joking or they're going to cause problems. But sometimes free communication between between a team is actually healthy. Oh, I agree with that 100%. So one of the things that we force our catchers to do during team meetings is uh, always to sit in the front of the room. If you're not in the front of the room, you know, you're, there's a good chance you might get fined. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the ways that we show, you know, the group that, hey, we're, we're in the forefront. We're, we're, the head, we're in the head here. We're the leaders. We're going to do everything we can to help, you know, help not just the team, uh, if that makes sense. But in a bullpen session is the best time for me to learn about, you know, about the pitcher. And one of the things that we make sure that our catchers do is the first thing they do in the bullpen is, you know, they go up to the guy and I'll go up to you and say, Hey, Hey, uh, Lou, what are you working on today? And uh, if Lou, if you say, I'm going to work on, I'm going to pick you out. Cause I know you very well. Um, I'm going to, Hey George, I'm gonna work on my two seamer today. And then I'm gonna work on my slider. Okay. Um, I'm going to work on you know, the get me over and I'm gonna work on the, I'm gonna make this guy swing and miss pitch. So as a catcher, what am I working on that day? I'm going to help. I'm going to work on receiving lose two seamer. And I'm also going to work on being really good at catching your slider and being really good at keeping your slider in front of me. So that's how I'm going to start to build a relationship and trust with you. So if you can trust me in a bullpen session, then hopefully we can carry that into a game session. Right. There's no doubt. And again, I think everything stems from communication, right? (laughs) So even before you come out, to me before a bullpen and ask maybe not necessarily what I want to work on, but what are my main focus points of the session? That discussion should have already happened prior to me stepping on the mound before I even got loose, did my band work, played catch, stretched and any drill work. That conversation should have already happened. There should have been a clear understanding of my objectives on the day and I should have had that conversation with you as my catcher, as well as my pitching coach. So from a coaching standpoint, I've learned that if you want to create trust in your players and if you want them to have a good relationship, you need to be, you need to be clear, right, in, in your message. And, and you damn well have to be organized in what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that the other thing, one of the other things that we'll, you know, I'll talk to the guys about is knowing uh, the guy's arm slot. So is he over the top guy? Is he a high three quarter? Is he three quarter, low three quarter? Is he a sidearm guy? And just by knowing where your arm slot is, is can tell a lot about what you're going to do as a pitcher, if that makes sense. So if you're over the top, you're probably going to throw, you're going to be working probably predominantly downhill. Um, You're going to be probably throwing a lot of, uh, a lot of four seamers. You might throw a 12 to six breaking ball change up. So, you know, just getting to know the guy and seeing what he does physically can actually help you in understanding what he's actually going to throw. Yeah. You know, and, and I just thought of something in college, it's a little different. Okay. Because we're around our guys most of the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. and, and we, ha- we have a chance to develop trust, develop a relationship develop a rapport, okay, and we pretty much have a good understanding of what 
it is our pitcher has and what he can do. Take me inside a spring training. Take me inside a low-level minor league game where a guy literally just got off the bus. You don't know his name, okay, and he's starting that day. How, how – give me some insight on how a pitcher and catcher who just met each other, what are some of the things they're going over to try to create that relationship literally on the fly what are some key talking points in that discussion? So one of the things I could do, you talk about like social media is very big and you know, we have video for everything. So one of the things you can do is you go back and you could do this. You can go back and look into, you know, Lou Bernard, I'm say Lou Bernard is that kid. I'm gonna go back and look into Lou Bernardi's video. I'm gonna see what Lou does. Um, I'm going to try to see what he does in certain accounts and then I'm gonna come and talk to you. Hey Lou, what do you got today? You know, what, what do you typically throw? And you say, I throw a four seam, two seamer and a slider. And I would maybe ask a question, Hey, how do you rate your pitches? You know, what's your best, you know? Well, to start out, maybe you say, um, I can, I have a really good get me over slider or I can use the fastball paint upon the hitter. Um, the other thing I can say is I can ask you is, you know, what's your out pitch. And for you, um, you have, you had three different sliders. You had your get me over, you had your, I'm going to attack this guy. And then you had, Hey, good luck and try to swing at this thing. So for you to tell me that, um, would be huge help from, and it has to do with me fishing for information. Um, hey, what does your changeup do? Um, what kind of changeup do you have? Do you do you throw the Vulcan changeup? Do you throw the uh, um, um, do you throw choke change? Do you choke your changeup? Do you you know have a uh, circle change? So getting to know how you hold your changeup will also help me and give me an idea of how it's going to move and how it's going to break. So learning those little things and asking questions like that will get you to have a better understanding of what you're dealing with prior to actually seeing it. Right. And you know, the great exercises that we've done um, mm -hmm. over at the Academy is I'll have my pitchers. And I have a little questionnaire sheet and I'll have my pitchers fill out almost a self scouting report. Mm -hmm. and, and we really dive into it. Um, right. And I know we've talked about this. It's a good yeah. exercise. I want to know your arm slot. I want to know what you think your velocity is. I want to know your pitches. I want to know, um, you know, what your, like you said, what your out pitch is, what your best get me over pitches, you know, bases loaded, full count, two outs, bottom of the ninth tie ball game. I want to know what you're throwing in that situation. And then I'll have my catchers fill out the exact same sheet for every pitcher. And then we'll sit down as a catcher and each individual pitcher with myself as the coach. Okay. And we'll, and we'll go over what your perspective was what the player's perspective was and together. Okay. And that's the job of a pitching coach is really just to find that common balance between the two. Okay. And that's going to be our plan of attack. So it's a really good exercise and you want to build trust. You want to create a great dialogue, which leads to a good relationship. Do that exercise, have each pitcher and each catcher fill out a self scouting report and then go over it. And, and you'll, it's actually kind of fun because you're going to see the, the glaring differences in some of the, in some of the responses that the catchers have and the pitchers have on themselves. That's crazy. Um, so what are some of those uh, disparities that you see amongst the, amongst the two? Yeah. So the big, the, you know, the biggest one that I like to look at is that out pitch. And most of them think it's, you know, that most pitchers are going to say, I want to blow a fastball right by you. And, and, at least for me and most of the catchers are saying for those pitchers, no, your best pitch is probably, you know, your, your, your 
too, too tight breaking ball. Like you said, I had three different sliders. You know, that third one, that tight one, was probably my best out pitch, even though at times I may have wanted to throw my best. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Hey, so I got a question for you. Um, and, and I want to get your opinion on this before I, before I tell you what I'm, what I'm thinking here. What do you, do you ever take your catchers on the side prior to a bullpen or prior before the day and kind of say, Hey, you know, uh, Billy does, Billy's working on this. Um, Johnny's working on this and, and, you know, the Joey's working on this, right. try to get him to do this. Do you ever, you ever talk to your guys like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to, you know, I, I think if you just roll out the balls and, and say, kids go <laughs> practice, you're doing an injustice to your team. PE class. Um, you know, right. And, and you know it. I mean, I know you're laughing uh, that down in Florida right now, um, nope. but but it's 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 so true. If you're not a, a lot of the relationship from, and we could actually grow pitcher catcher into the whole club. A lot of that relationship and trust factor can stem down. Obviously, we have the off the field stuff that's players only, but a lot of it can stem down from from ownership, management, personnel. You know. Um, and if they do a good job and if they can get the whole team to buy in, their relationship's only going to be better. Yeah, that's a really good thing. One of the things I started doing this year um, was with my group, this is during spring training, I would pull them aside. And as my, my group, because I'm coaching in Dunedin this year, so uh, hopefully I get to coach in Dunedin this year. But um, one of the things that I ask my kids, like when I'm asking, like, hey, what, what do you think of so-and-so? Uh, what does he got to say? Hey, when you caught him, what did you see? Or I'll even ask the backup catcher, hey, did you watch so-and-so catch today? Yeah, what did you see? And, and I'm, I'm asking the question because I already kind of know what I saw, and I'm hoping to see if he's paying attention to the catcher. Because, like, one of the things that, um, um, that these guys are, like, because I talk about as their catching group, they're a lifeline to each other. Yeah, they're competing for a job. Yeah, they're, you know – we all kind of know who the starter is, who the backup guy is. You basically know your role at our level, um, but it doesn't stop the development. And the more that we can encourage the players to develop together, the stronger we're going to be as a unit. Yeah, one of my favorite things that, that you say all the time, you know, we're not just the pitching staff, but we're also, what do you right. call it? I know, I know. And, and you make fun of me every time for saying it because I, I have no creativity when it comes to this, but you, it shouldn't be called a pitching staff. It should be called a pitching and catching staff. You know, <laughs> it, it just, every decision that's made, the catcher is involved. So, you know, I, I, don't, I know that, I know it's called a battery in a game, but I yep. think, I think any good pitching staff has to involve the catchers. Yeah. One of the jokes that we make all the time is uh, with our guys, because a lot of the coaches, a lot of the coaching staff, uh, we're all a lot of us are football fans, um, so we call the pitchers a lot of times. They're the special teams. <laughs> so um, you know, it's just they need to work together. They need to work together as a unit, and that's how we're going to ultimately be success. Because at the end of the day, you know, as far as the difference between the college game and the pro game, pro game is um, my job depends on me developing prospects and non-prospects to exceed expectations and, and hopefully one day get to the big leagues. And, you know, it's not realistic that every kid's going to get to the big leagues. It's just not. But on the coaching staff from the college point of view, I look at it as you need – Lou, tell me if I'm wrong, but you need to win. If you right. don't win, you don't succeed. And, right. you do, and ultimately you might lose your job. You know, hey, George, that's a great point. You know, I definitely think at the pro level – you guys are more in tune with the development, especially at the lower levels, because your job is to create big leaguers where 
at the college level, okay, we're making in-game decisions and, and we're really trying to win each game we play. Obviously, there's a, there's a developmental standpoint, but I want to take it one step further. I think at the pro level, okay, getting back to the relationship mainly between the pitchers and catchers, at the pro level, these guys are so good. They're freaks of nature as it is. Um, their ability and their talent could probably help them still be successful to a certain extent. But at the college level, and I've seen this firsthand for many, many number of years, you can have a pretty damn good pitcher, okay, in bullpens and a, a guy that checks all the boxes, throws hard, this, has a nice breaking ball. But, be, but his relationship with his catcher, is they're just so far off from each other, it actually affects his ability to perform. And again, you know, we started this talk with, okay, let's discuss something that doesn't show up in a box score. Let, let's discuss something that doesn't show up um, with a metric or a scouting report. For us at the college level, if my pitchers and catchers aren't on the same page, a great college pitcher can never reach his full potential because he's always second-guessing decisions. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And, you know, just to, just to add one more thing to the end of this thing is, um, you know, in-game, and, and I can attest to this, Lou, where did I always sit uh, during the game if I wasn't at bat, if I didn't, wasn't ready, getting ready to hit? Yeah, you sat with the pitcher. Why did I do that? Just as – just and, and everybody, I don't care if you're coaching T-ball. Well, T-ball, there's no catchers. If, <laughs> I don't care if you're coaching at the lowest little league amateur level. It doesn't matter. Coaches need to encourage their pitchers and catchers to communicate, sit with each other, talk in between innings, go over some game planning, go over some strategy. It's only going to help the team get better. George, I have one. I, I, I think I want to finish with this. Okay. You always refer to yourself as a psychologist, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm the team psychologist. I, I'm not saying me specifically, but the position. Right. So tell me how a catcher, okay, because it's ultimately your responsibility, tell me how a catcher deals with a pitcher who is arrogant, who doesn't really care what you have to say, maybe who's very aggressive, and then tell me how a catcher – would deal with somebody who might be a little timid, a little shy, um, afraid of confronta confrontation. You know, take me through your head. Give everybody some some strategies on how to relate to different personalities, both off the field, okay, in a practice, and then in the game. Take us through a little bit, and then and then, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, so what? So just take us on there thing. Not everybody's a nice guy. Some people are absolute douches. All right. So let's just start with that. Um, but being as a team psychologist, you got to know what the personality of the person, of oh, the personality of the pitcher is. Um, and a lot has to do, and we're, we're going to talk about this another day about, you know, we talked about, we're going to have one about mound visits, Lou. <laughs> so well, that's my um, favorite. Mound yeah. visits is my favorite. Yeah. So it's just getting to know the personality of the guy. Like, what can I and what I cannot say to Lou Bernardi? So just to give you an example, um, Lou, you're, you're a tough guy, you know, Italian horn bull, um, but you're, you're reasonable. So when I used to come out and talk to you or when I used to get to know you, the way that I approach talking to Lou, because um, I know you're a competitor, I know you want to get better. We never really talked about mechanics or anything like that. It was always strictly business. It was like, all right, hey, what do you want to do? Like, how are we going to attack this guy? You know, 
So that's the conversation I would have with you. With other guys, um, does this guy need to be coddled? So if I, I've learned, you know, through experience, through building a relationship, is he the type of personality where I have to, if something bad happens, I got to pound back. Hey, little Billy, you also have guys who are absolute dicks and you just got to give them that look and say, hey, let's go. And if they respect you, when you get, when you get stern with them, um, they'll, you know, they'll understand where you're coming from. You know, they might not give to, they might not give a crap about you off the field, but when you're on the field, they know that you have their back at all times. So just getting to learn different personalities of your players is, um, is going to, um, sorry, of your pitching staff is going to help you in the long run of just getting to know how you can communicate with them. It's everything goes back to, you know, it's, it's kind of like networking. You're almost like dating these guys. Like how would you treat, you know, you know, Sally in this situation is how you're going to treat Billy in this situation. So just understand personality and learning how to deal with the different personalities is going to be the ultimate separator between being able to help a guy mentally and or physically. I like it. I like it. And I definitely think there's some value to all of that. Um, George, awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. I think, any pitcher, any catcher has so many different things to take away from this. Off the field, trusting each other, you know, having some sort of uh, friendship, okay? Um, constant communication from a pitcher, from a catcher, uh, as well as incorporating your pitching coach. Having a detailed plan before bullpens. Communicating in-game, knowing what to say, and from a catching standpoint, just understanding how to deal with multiple personalities and being able to, to get a message across without really changing the psyche of a pitcher is the key to all of this. So um, last word, George. Yeah. Communication and uh, communication and understanding check for understanding. That's uh, the most important thing when it comes to this relationship. Love it. Let's let, let's make sure everybody's staying safe right now. Crazy times. We'll be back, and I, we love the topics that can't be measured with a gun, can't be measured with a stopwatch, because this is, this is baseball, okay? Oh, baseball, yeah. This is baseball, relationships, trust, communication, um, organization, that structure, that, that, that plan, okay? That cohesiveness is the difference between a guy who just runs, runs fast and throws hard than a guy who actually makes it, so – um, George, let's leave it there. Great job, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, sweet Lou. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe and leave a rating for our podcast and check back for the next episode of Coaching Confidential.